Hello everyone, this is Anvesh Prohit and uh, you guys are listening to my audio blogs on Spotify. Do subscribe to my blog, it is filled with interesting articles and stories. Thank you so much. Arthur C. Clarke, the well-renowned writer and scientist once said and I quote, The only way to discover the limits of the possible is to go beyond them into the impossible. The inevitable paradigm shifts in the financial innovation index in the last couple of years have had commendable effects on the global economy at large. There have been a surge in the genesis of ideas pertaining to modernization and reorganization of financial directive among a lot of countries. This certitude of global changes with respect to financial and technical innovation proves the focal point that the people and authoritative bodies regulating the financial systems globally and in their respective countries are open to the conception of ideas that help in making everyone's life easier. So, we need to analyze, debate and ideate whether the age-old economic belief and theory focusing on one world, one currency should be brought into limelight again or not. Before diving deep into the analysis of the benefits and demerits of this hypothetical theory, we need to understand how this idea nurtured itself in the global forums and who all advocated it. In the first part of this article, I will be explaining the idea with the context of fiat money. Fiat money is a form of money that has no intrinsic value but is recognized as legal tender by the government. Forex trading is buying and selling currency pairings depending on the relative value of each currency to the other currency in the pair. These include all the major global currencies like US dollar, euros, Indian rupees etc. I will be including the analysis of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Tether etc. in the second part of the article because this is a very broad topic and it will be very difficult to cover everything in one blog post. In 1944, The notion of a global currency was conceived and presented to an international conference by economist Sir John Maynard Keynes. He led the British delegation to an international conference in New Hampshire that year. Vancor, a transnational currency suggested by the United Kingdom after World War II and conceptualized by John Maynard Keynes and E.F. Schumacher between 1940 and 1942 was proposed in the forum. To maintain the stability and integrity of the international payment system, the plan called for the formation of an international clearing union or a central bank of all central banks. The proposed central bank would issue Bancor, a new monetary unit. Well, maybe Sir Keynes predicted the inception of the concept of cryptocurrency with his idea of a supranational currency but it was too ahead of its time and had a lot of limitations. Rather than adopting a supranational currency, the conference decided on a system of anchored exchange rates that would eventually be connected to real gold and administered by the World Bank and IMF. There have been many debates and discussions pertaining to the decision taken in the conference and certain economists do believe that if the idea had been approved, the plan would have undoubtedly helped to relieve the trade deficit nation's issues. We need to hypothetically weigh down the advantages that the economies of different countries might receive if there is a prospect of an operational global currency in the next 10 years. So, it can be evaluated that with a uniform currency across the globe, the exchange rates would be obliterated? In this current era of fluctuating currency rates among nations, Currency conversion costs are always present when exchanging one currency for another. This fee is charged by banks for the service of converting the currency in your hand for another foreign currency that you require. For example, when you are moving from India to the States, you have to convert Indian rupees into US dollars. This will be completely removed if we establish a single currency for the entire world. It would help overseas businesses to prosper and thrive during financial crisis and would also help people to travel to other countries without the labor of exchanging their notes for the other country's notes. According to a report presented by Single Global Currency Exchange, it was calculated that with no forex in play, 
$400 billion will be saved in transaction cost every year which can be easily used to ward off financial crisis in several underdeveloped nations, help in the development of the financial paradigm and provide handsome tax cuts to people. Transnational pricing would also be more transparent while traveling international. When making purchases in other nations, there would be no need to worry about currency exchange rates. A transnational uniform pricing system will assist in the free flow of trade as well. Various currencies for different nations, as well as their fluctuating exchange rates, create a barrier to free commerce. The introduction of a single global currency will increase the volume of commerce and transactions between countries. Importing and exporting products will be priced transparently. With the abolition of exchange rates, the currency will become more stable. It can be proved by taking inspiration from euro which is the medium of exchange between 19 countries out of 28 member nations of the European Union. The value of the euro represents the average economic circumstances of the union rather than a single national economy. The currency fluctuations are managed by authoritative bodies who try to defend the countries against the adverse effects of exchange rate fluctuations which opens a market of speculation against some of the currencies. Furthermore, it is not a new notion that countries with reserve currencies receive undue advantage over other countries. A unified currency would eliminate the need for countries to lower or devalue their national currencies in order to gain a competitive advantage over other countries. When one country devalues its currency, it forces others to do the same in order to avoid losing out to unfair competition from the first country. This type of devaluation is harmful to the economy. Certain countries like China and European countries thrive on the ideology of devaluation of their currencies in order to have a competitive edge over other countries in the global market. This will be deregulated and stopped with a uniform currency. Cost manipulation would be more difficult, and nations would be unable to artificially lower their export prices. While I was researching about this topic, I came across some data on Investopedia that proves that a unified currency helped in decreasing transaction costs and also helped in increasing trade among member nations. According to economic data, when European nations adopted the euro, transaction costs were reduced by 13 billion euros to 19 billion euros per year. Additionally, removing a currency barrier promotes international trade. For example, switching to the euro enhanced commerce between member countries by 5% to 20% in the European Union. Well, with so many benefits to consider about this notion, in a September 26, 1998 article, economist Sir Keynes, advocated for a re-examination of the concept, saying that one world, one currency could be worth a moment's thought. A global currency will definitely help to resolve the immediate issue of regional currency crises. Now, that we have discussed the advantages of the proposition of a transnational unified currency, we need to also weigh down the disadvantages that this theory has. We need to understand that all the merits that we discussed pertain to a hypothetical submission to the idea of Keynes' postulation. What we are trying to achieve with this theory is an utopian world wherein unified currency will solve all types of financial, economic and technological complications that have come into the limelight in the last couple of decades. But this is not the case. When we plunge into the reality of the implementation of such a system, we will be introduced to the problems of this theory and come to know that the disadvantages far outweigh the merits of this hypothesis. Let's discuss these demerits in detail. If the system of a transnational unified currency is approved, then it would become very difficult for individual countries that are in the developing phase or are underdeveloped to invigorate and vitalize their growth. Countries will not be able to regulate their interest rates and if a country is facing an economic crisis, they won't be able to regulate their currencies. For example, during the Great Depression and the 2008 US stock market crash where the Dow Jones Industrial Average, 
The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a list of 30 prominent companies or publicly owned blue chip stocks trading in the NASDAQ and NYSE in US that are listed in the stock market like the Nifty 50 in India, fell 777.68 points in intraday trading. US was able to stabilize the economy by lowering the interest rates and the Federal Reserve infused money into the economy in the form of quantitative easing to encourage the stabilization of the problems faced due to the stock market crash. When Iceland was going through an economic crisis, notably mentioned as the Icelandic economic crisis of 2008 where Iceland wasn't able to repay its short-term debts, it depreciated the value of krona, Iceland's currency, to stabilize the economy. Now if you think about it, you may ask as to why can't Greece do something like that in order to come out of its financial problems? The answer to that lies in the fact that Greece won't be able to depreciate the value of the currency because they have agreed to use euro as their national currency and they are a member nation of the European Union. Now, since there is a single unified regulation with respect to the policies regarding euro in the European Union, Greece as a nation will not be able to depreciate its value to soothe its economic problems. Even if a proposal is passed in the European Union in order to help poorer countries like Greece, Portugal and Spain to come out of the crisis, Wealthier countries like Luxembourg and Germany with great exports and stable economies will have to jostle the impact of the problems caused by the changes. You can read about how quantitative easing implemented by the Federal Reserve helped in protecting the U.S. economy from one of the biggest stock market crash in an article named Throw a Tantrum that I had written earlier. With a unified currency in place, individual countries with authoritative central banks can still control their fiscal and monetary policies but they would be prevented from regulating the price or flow of money in their country which will pose a serious threat during a financial crisis. Let's take the example of the European Union where 19 member nations follow the same currency, euro. Now, you may ask if the European Union is able to regulate one currency in 19 of the member nations, then why aren't organizations like BRICS, ASEAN or SARC not able to follow a unified currency? In order to understand that, we have to dive into a little bit of history. All these countries in the European Union are tight allies and this was proposed to prevent another world war among the European nations. There are many facets and reasons as to why the Asian organizations aren't adopting a single unified currency. Even though many of these countries under these organizations follow similar cultures and traditions, political instability among the member nations pose a great threat to the implementation of this system. Now, imagine with the religious proponent and terrorism complications of Pakistan with respect to its neighboring nations and India's relationship with China, a system of single unified transnational currency is really difficult to implement. A central banking body would have to regulate the supply and printing of a global currency, as it does for all major currencies. According to ICB.Europa.eu, the euro model is governed by a supranational body, the European Central Bank, ECB. The European Monetary Union's members formed this central bank by a treaty. Now a treaty among all the nations of a country to create a central global bank will only breed problems between different countries as to how the bank is going to govern the policies, implement and regulate the crisis of different countries and how a fair evaluation of the nomination or election of the committee members is going to take place. With political instability brewing among different nations of the world, this concept seems very vague and wearisome. The global monetary system would become even more centralized with the introduction of a universal currency. There would have to be some sort of oversight committee or body in charge of making global judgments that impacts every country equally. It wouldn't matter if the committee was appointed or elected, having that much authority consolidated might lead to unchecked corruption, bribery, and abuse. With the example of Greece and Germany provided above, 
it can be deduced that a global transnational currency if implemented can bring in economic imbalances as well because people might turn into billionaires or paupers overnight and that would disrupt the global economy. After the implementation of this system, the richer and the more progressive countries will have to shoulder the impact of the depreciation of the value of the currency to bring the countries facing economic problems out of their crisis. We have been fighting the COVID-19 virus for over a year now. The future of some of the prominent currencies seem pretty bleak because of the pandemic. According to a report by Airshare, 21 nations witnessed depreciation in their currencies of more than 10% in 2020, while nine countries had depreciation of more than 25%. This is a significant difference from 2019, when only 12 nations had devaluation of more than 10%, and only three countries saw depreciation of more than 25%. Nevertheless, all the countries are fighting pretty hard to ward off the virus and restore the economic balance. With a global pandemic that has hit the hardest in the last 70 years, it would be very hard for a global forum to even consider the idea of a transnational currency right now. But if we aspire to digitally innovate the ideas with respect to the regulation of decentralized digital currencies like cryptos, we might be able to encourage growth in the economy. Now that we have weighed down the analysis of both the merits and demerits of a global unified currency it can be said that it seems like a very far-fetched and an unrealistic idea to implement right now. That doesn't deter us from achieving global financial innovation and with the introduction of floating currencies, quantitative easing, implementation of euro in the European countries, it can be said that the authoritative and regulatory bodies aren't afraid of economic changes because of financial and technological innovation and genesis of new ideas in order to improve the lives of people. With the introduction of cryptocurrencies, we can see a glimmer of hope with respect to the idea of an operational single currency all over the world. Rather than getting scared of the implementation of cryptocurrencies, governments across the world should accept the technical innovation with open arms. The idea of one world, one currency needs proper investigation, analysis, debates and regulation by the global economic forums in order to reach a definitive conclusion.